the Toddcast Podcast on ToddHancock.ca. Hello? Carmelita? Yes. How are you? It's Todd Hancock here in Vancouver. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Great. I'm great. Thank you so much for taking some time today to be a guest of the Toddcast. Oh, no worries. I absolutely love your Twitter bio. Fastest woman oh. alive, world champion, Olympic champion, motivational speaker, speed coach, world record holder, MSU associate head coach. I think you could have probably just said badass, saved yourself some typing, <laughs> and it would have pretty much covered everything. Unbelievable. Well, thank, you. thank you so much for taking the time. I'm curious, how old were you when you realized your potential? I knew that I was good when I was 14 because that's when I started running track. But I didn't really realize that I could take this to the next level until I went to college and really realized how good I was. And that was probably the age of like 19, 20. Okay. What was it at that time? Was it just that you were seeing other people were rising, but you were just kind of that much further ahead kind of thing? or? Um, I was just you know I'm, I was watching other people succeed and I was saying okay well she's not that much faster than me or I'm not that much slower than this person mm-hmm. and honestly I, I want to say that was what really you know uh, made me realize that I could take this to the next level watching people that were around the same times as I was running make it and then I was like okay well you can make it if she made it and f- so with all these accolades I just read out on the Twitter bio, which do you look and go like, oh, that's the one, that's the one I'm, I'm most proud of accomplishing? What's the one? You know what, that's so funny to ask me that. I don't even look at it like that. Um, I don't look at one as being more, more than the next. Um, they're all like equally amazing. They are. Um, like they're amazing. The, the fact but, you know, I, I graduated from college, and that was a super big deal for me. Yeah. And um, now I'm getting my master's at Missouri State, so that's a super big deal for me. Like, anything that I do, I put so much into it. So it's, 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 it, it all means something to me. Um, so I can't even pinpoint, to be honest. Right. And well, what stands out still for you, then, for when you think back to your, your 10.64 run, what are the things you think about? Like, what's the stuff that still stands out from that day? The number one thing that stands out for me running 10, when I ran 1067, it wasn't even the fact that I ran 1067. It was the fact that my training partner, David Neville, at the time, who is now um, a sprint coach at Tennessee, was screaming and hollering and running down the backstretch to let me know that I ran 106 because I didn't know I ran 106. Right. Wow. So, the number one thing I remember from that night is not that I ran ten six, it was that my training partner was probably more happy than I was. And nowadays it's really hard to find someone that genuinely um, wants to help celebrate you. So seeing him celebrate me that night, I'll never, ever forget that. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, Carmelita, about the, well, you won the gold in the 4x100 uh, relay race in the 2012 London Olympic Games. Tell us about the synergy that's needed between teammates to compete at that Olympic level. Because it's different than just solo running, correct? It is. It's very different. And, and the one thing I like to, to remind people and I want them to pay attention to is, over the years, Team USA has had several very fast people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and they put very fast people on a relay, and those four fast women could never break the world record. And you're wondering, like, why why couldn't they break the world record? We had They had 10.8s and 10.8s and 10.7s and 10.6s and mm-hmm. still couldn't break the world record. And the one thing that I speak to my girls um, at Missouri State University is that it's not about the four fastest girls. It's about the best chemistry of the four girls. And when you have chemistry and when there's trust, that's how you break records. That's how you get to stick around. It's not about the four fast people because all four women can be fast. Mm-hmm. But if we don't, if they don't trust each other, they don't believe in each other. The job's not going to get done. Yeah, totally. So like if you're not passing the baton well enough, or if whatever you're not it passing is, passing the baton, or you don't believe that the person's bringing it to you will bring it to you, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Bianca Knight was the slowest person on that relay and and not saying that disrespectfully but that's just the fact she had the slowest time of anyone on the relay that year's her best time was only 11 three hmm. so for you to take an 11 three person and put them on third leg and you still break a world record lets you know it's not about time right clearly you can run like the wind are there other sports that you excel at I was very good in basketball. I was a little bit of a tomboy, so I loved um, playing football. I loved playing baseball. Yeah. I loved softball, but it was the same season as uh, track and field, so I couldn't do it. I was just, I was just athletic. So um, if I wanted to put my mind to anything, I could have been at the Olympics in any other sport. Wow. That is awesome. How much do you think it plays into like your to that to that point of believing in yourself to the point where you push past others? Well, the number one thing that I like to tell people um, when I'm doing motivational speaking right now is betting on yourself. Yeah. You know, nowadays, so many people, they're so quick to put all their money on the next person, but afraid to put the money on themselves. And you have to be willing to bet on yourself and you have to be willing to fail in that process. Yeah. And that's how champions are made. No, ask anybody. Ask anybody that at, at a level where you're like, wow, I could never get to that point. First off, you couldn't get to that point because you don't believe in yourself enough to get to that point. But the exactly. ask anybody that's been there that has like you and Jordan and whoever else, like it doesn't matter if, the, if it's a sport or whatever, get to an elite level. And most are going to say, yeah, I failed my ass off. It wasn't until I got to like, you know, the 200th try that I finally got it. You have to believe in yourself. That's fun. You do. The, the, the interesting thing between the correlation between you and I, you say that in your public speaking, you know, speaking motivationally. I, I don't know if you've heard my podcast. I end every singleness from the start. I'm on 200 and something now, but I've every single time I, I end it with, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun. Right. And most of all, believe in yourself. I end every single podcast like that. And that I, I like that. I that, mean, that is definitely something that I would listen to because that's how I speak all day. Totally that's the truth. You have to. You have to believe in yourself. So now you're now you're into coaching. You're helping uh, Taryn Smiley realize her dreams, training to compete in the 20, uh, 2020 Olympics. Yes, yes. I'm coming to Missouri State, of course. A lot of people were trying to figure out why I chose Missouri. Mm -hmm. Um, Why didn't you go to this other school or that other school? And everybody in life has to have a purpose. 
You have to have a reason why you why you are doing the things that you are doing, and that purpose should be to help and build someone else. And um, coming to Missouri State and meeting some of the athletes when I was on my visit to check out the school, I could tell that these athletes wanted to be great. They just needed somebody to believe in them. Right. And working with these athletes the first week of school, they sat down. Um, individually at my in my office and I told them to tell me your goals let me know what you want to do and these goals have to be crazy sick goals they can't be something that's easy I need you to tell me what mm. you're afraid to say out loud totally yeah 100%. And Karen sat there and she said I want to make the podium at um conference I've never been on the podium I want to go to NCAA um regionals i've never been there i want to run a personal best do you know mm -hmm. she did everything she wanted to do this year amazing and we just had a meeting last week and i said tell me your goals and they better be crazy she said <laughs> coach yet i want to make the olympic team i said yes. well, and that's what we're going to do yes and set those goals because you you can't reach you can't get anywhere unless you don't if you're not setting goals you need to set but goals. it's all about it's all about having somebody around you that believes in you as well. Totally. Yes, you're setting goals, but if the person that's feeding you is not feeding you the positivity that you need to set yeah, those yeah. goals, it's a waste of goals. Totally. As a coach, then, what are, your, what are the key things that you're looking for on the track? We're, we're getting a little, um, little mental there. Like, what are what are the things that you're that you're looking specifically? Like, say, if you're watching Taryn, and what are the things mechanically? I guess that you're kind of looking for in her game. I'm definitely watching her pick her feet up, keep her knees up high, mm -hmm. swing her arms, drop her chin. Um, over this past year, mechanically, I've taken her from no mechanics to she's starting to look like Coach Jet. You know, and, <laughs> nice. every, and everything's a brick by brick. You know, nothing's going to happen overnight. No. Um, she's not going to run 10-6 overnight. But as we get better physically and mentally, she's going to start showing Canada that she's the, she's one of the girls to be. Oh, yeah. um, I, I told her, I said, I believe in you. I believe that you can get this done. And for us to do this together, we both have to think crazy. Yeah. Well said. Do, do you get as much fulfillment coaching as you did as a competitor? It's different. Yeah, of course. It's different. It'll, it'll never be the same because as a competitor, you're the one killing. You're doing the kill. Right. And, and it tastes different. But as the coach, I, I feed off of my athlete killing, getting the kill. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, yeah. It's like the hunter. You know, I'm coaching hunters to hunt. And so... <laughs> I'm watching my baby hunters hunt. And awesome. um, it's just, it's, it's very, we were at Mizzou, and Taryn wanted to win this 100 meter so bad. And she won the 100 meter. This is her first time ever winning at Mizzou. And what I loved was the, the kill on her face. Yeah. And I felt like I ran because <laughs> she had this look of fulfillment. Even if it was only for 30 seconds, that's the look that coaches love to see. So good. I, you know, I'd love to get out of sports and speed and what you're known for if you're, if you're, if you're game. Okay. What was the music in the Jetter house as a kid growing up? Like what, what bands are your parents playing you? Oh, old school. Yeah. I grew up, 
I grew up listening to old school, so I'm probably the oldest 39-year-old you ever met in your life. <laughs> nice. I, I listened. We cleaned up the house on Saturday morning, and we listened to all oldies but goodies because that's what my dad and my mom listened to, mm-hmm. and they played it all morning. So we didn't really listen to hip-hop unless it was in our room by ourselves. Mm. Um, housewives, you listen to. My dad was from Detroit, Michigan. So you listen to everything from Detroit, from Michigan, from those days. That's what they played. Mm. Interesting. So who was the person that got you maybe into the hip-hop thing? Was it like kind of the cousins and friends kind of thing? And Well, my dad also owned a record store oh, when nice. I was younger. Wow. So he would always bring me stuff home to listen to. But the, the music of the household was the... Um, the um, the Temptations and Aretha Franklin and you know all those all that Detroit era. That's what we that's what we listened to as a household family. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, what was your first concert that you attended? My first concert was Criss Cross. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was about oh, twelve great. or thirteen, and my first concert was Criss Cross. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Jump. Jump, jump, daddy, make ya. Jump, <laughs> jump, jump, daddy, make ya. Jump, jump, oh, Chris Cross, so make ya. So that was that was my first concert. Awesome, that's great. What are you currently binge watching? Are there any shows that are grabbing your attention lately? Do you have time for that? You know what? Sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. I was binge watching. Um, uh, what is that? That the Mexican drug lord. Um, oh, Narcos. Narcos, okay. Great show. So I was binge watching Narcos and Narcos Mexico. Yeah. Um, and so I was binge watching that. I kept hearing so many people talk about it. So I said, well, let me watch it and see what it's all about. And one day I watched like a whole season. I was like, what <laughs> is going on? It was like I couldn't leave the bed. I was like, I pushed pause to go give me something food down the stairs. And I got right back up in the bed and finished watching the other episodes. Yeah, I got to the point where I had to turn it off. Yeah. I was never going to go to sleep. Yeah, no, I know. It's it's one of those, for sure, those series that you just get, you're like, oh, I'll just do two, three, and then five hours later. Do you know that right. they actually, uh, when they were on location, one of their location scouts was killed on location. Oh, wow. I know. Do a little search on that. And it's like, holy like just the ties is you know to that drug world still present day like oof, crazy think about that that's your job you're just looking for a location to film and you get killed doing it do you believe that aliens have visited earth uh, do i believe that aliens have visited earth um i don't i don't really think i put any thought into it mm-hmm. fair enough uh, how about the kitchen? What's the best dish you can make in the kitchen? If you got friends are coming over, you're looking to impress. What are you, what are you doing? You know, it, it all matters what the purpose of the event is. If it's to feed a whole lot of people, I'll usually make spaghetti mm-hmm. and side salad and, um, garlic bread. If it's maybe just one or two, or a couple people, I love to make, um, lamb chops and um, some vegetables on the side. Mm. So it just all depends what I'm trying to accomplish with this meal. <laughs> right. But you're, you're decent in the kitchen. Oh, I know how to cook. I'm yeah. more than decent. Yeah, nice. If I wasn't uh, in broadcasting and radio and stuff, uh, that's probably the, the path I would have 
that, that I would have taken. You know, right now, I think probably it's like 75, 80% of the time I'll cook uh, for my wife and kids. And I love it. Something about, uh, mm-hmm. something about being in the kitchen. It's just relaxing. I normally ask uh, guests uh, what their superpower they'd want. Obviously, you've got super speed. What what other superpower would you want to have? I think my other superpower I would want to have is I would love to be able to bring somebody back to life. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if that's a superpower or oh, not, but I think I would, so. I would love I would love to bring my grandma and my aunt back. That would be an insane super. Like even if it was just you had one per year that you could bring back. You'd have to do some serious thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let, let me wrap it up. Uh, speaking of alive or dead, if you could cast any actress to play you in a film about your life, who do you cast? Oh, any actress to play me. Hmm. I think I would have Angela Bassett play my mom and probably have like a Kiki Palmer play me. Mm, nice. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. So, uh, on your plate moving forward to 2019 or through 2019, you're pretty focused now specifically on Terrence Smiley making the Olympics next year. Well, I'm focused on Missouri state university doing extremely well for track and field. That's yeah. my number one focus. Yeah. Um, my, my, my goal is to help Karen fulfill her dream. Um, and you know, whatever part of the dream that we're able to accomplish, I'm sure that we're going to put our, heart into getting that dream done mm-hmm, mm-hmm. awesome carmelita thank you again for joining us here in vancouver canada you are at carmelita jetter on social media pretty easy to find you and yeah. uh, i guess we'll see you online subscribe on itunes at toddcast podcast 